Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Oh my God, it's so nice to have fans. Um, so we are back here on the Tech Cat Show, and we are talking to yet another fascinating guest this week, which is the fabulous Ryan A. Bell. And Ryan is a digital storyteller, a connector, a tech lover, and he is head of uh, or director of digital strategy at Hydro Studios, which is a creative marketing agency and content studio. And he's going to really help us understand what that all means, because right now, content is true king and so the operationalization of or operationalizing of creating that content for brands for businesses um, is is really a big deal right now and so many agencies and companies are trying to figure this out and so Ryan over at Hydro is really a boutique agency just focused on content which I love but Ryan is the guy bringing all the new stuff so let's have a hand ladies and gentlemen for Ryan A. Bell Oh my, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! The women in the studio audience were like throwing their underwear and stuff, just like, uh, just like they do every week. <laughs> yeah, I, I basically walk through a shower of, of underwear every day yeah. wherever I go. <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, fill fill us in. Uh, we, you know, every week we talk to different folks in media, entertainment, and technology. Lately, it's been all about VR, and I know we're going to get into that a little bit with you, but I think the most interesting thing about your role and where you're working is that it really is about storytelling being empowered by modern tools. So give us a sense of your background and how you came to Hydro and and what you're looking at now, what you're focused on. Oh, gosh. Um, Thanks so much for the amazing, very hard to live up to intro. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. I started off as a, you know, kind of a poet and a writer, I was I was writing for uh, newspapers when I was younger, and I started to get published in in, in poetry magazines and, and and win a little bit of money and all that stuff. And then I I sold out, and I started working in tech and with the internet, you know, because this was the late '90s. Uh, and and really really got into that, and then started realizing that I wasn't selling out in a way, and started doing brand work with companies like BMW, and uh, now I'm here at Hydro. Sorry, there's a little bit of a latency, and hearing my own voice is a little annoying for me. Um, <laughs> I'd much rather hear you talk. Um, so. What I've found is that all my goals and all of my aspirations as a storyteller and as a connector have have come to fruition now because I'm able to connect with creators like film creators and and studios that are doing amazing things uh, in in these in these facets and and that's that's what I really like. So my goals are to work in augmented reality. Uh, create apps that are transformative. I, I'm, I'm talking to multiple museums right now, um, and it's always about trying to understand what's next in, in story, in tech. 
And, and um, what are you? Because um, this is a question I, I think I ask a lot of folks. But are you being told? Um, you know, you know, are you being told what technology to to use, or are you just keeping abreast of everything and you know what the deal is? Oh man, great question. You know, that's that's what makes it fun. Uh, keeping your eye out for the 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 right technology to tell a story on is is really imperative. So sometimes I'll have people say, "Hey, I want a VR solution." They come to you and they're they're like. I want VR as though VR is in some kind of managed jar or something like that. You're, you're like, you're like <laughs> I can't just sell you a managed jar full of VR, you, you know, and, and that's, that might not be your solution. Your solution might, might be artificial intelligence, having a chat bot on Twitter or messenger. Your, your solution might be um, an AR app that showcases your faucets on a real sink you know, stuff like that. And so I'm always interested in hearing what's next. I don't want to be pigeonholed into VR because, in my opinion, augmented reality is going to be what what is transformative. And as John Favreau said, um, storytelling is the killer app. So you have to remember where the story is and then figure out how to tell it. You can't, you can't write war and, war and peace in a haiku, you know? So right. you, you have to right. figure out how to say it. So it's more about knowing the story first and then figuring out what the platform and what the tools are. And maybe you could also give us a sense of your background, you know, because you also are the founder of Summit Live, which is one of the, the largest conferences, the world's largest conference centered around non-traditional media. And um, Summit Live is, is always really fascinating. And you were also involved with um, VR Scout, which is a, 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 it is a VR publication or a VR um, sort of reporter of what's happening. But that doesn't just mean VR. But I'd love to hear, you know, how do those things all wind into you now being head of digital at Hydro? How does that all spill together? Well, VR Scouts are a really cool topic. They have three arms where they're doing production, they're doing events, and they're doing media. Uh, the media part is such a big part for VR Scout, and they're able to do green screen, so they're able to showcase what VR is to a, a to a very two-dimensionally minded audience. So you're able to see what people are seeing in VR on your Facebook feed or on Twitter or whatever. So VR Scout is very amazing and I've, I've always enjoyed working with those folks, Erica, Jonathan, Malia. They're, they're just rock stars at what they do at creating content and putting on events and everything. Uh, with Summit Live, that started as a live streaming conference. I love live streaming because it gave a voice to a lot of people. It gave a voice to brands. And now at Hydro, we're able to use all these technologies to tell stories in marketing. So it's funny, but we'll have a client come to us and say, hey, we want to do this. We want to do this in AR, or we want to do this in live streaming, or we want to do this traditional marketing thing. So we like to come up with multiple pitches. I like to go at it in this way. I come up with four different ideas with our creative department. Uh, some, of the, some of these ideas are going to be very transformative, very next level, and then some of them are going to be traditional. And we're going to see what works. And 
traditional marketing is it will never be like we're not we're we're, we're not going to go back to being like mad men or something like that we're always going to figure out how to tell the story across this huge landscape where voices get drowned out so so much so you have to have a backbone of amplification to be able to use the lungs that that really bleed out and really tell the story in amazing ways and so again you have to really know everything that's happening um out there which is you know again a lot of us have that that kind of role for this crazy time but you really do need to to understand what's what's happening so that you can sort of say okay let's let's do this or let's do that yeah oh uh, we we were talking to an automobile manufacturer about this really cool art project and we we wanted to do an augmented reality solution. And originally we were gonna have some markers on top of some cars to be interactive. And then we figured out a new technology through one of our technology partners that was going to make the car itself the marker. So the car would be recognized and therefore any other car would be recognized for that matter that was in the same thing. So think of a Toyota camera, Camry. If you've got a 2017 Toyota Camry and it's not all modded or has any crazy stuff on it, the app is going to recognize that, that, that Camry. And then if you put a Corolla in there or whatever, that's going to be able to make it a different gallery, a different uh, category. So that was really cool. And then we we're, were able to go back to the client and say, we just made this so much better, and then we had to say why that made it so much better. So right, yes, right. Yes, I mean, just sitting, sitting on the forefront, looking down at the precipice and saying, what the hell is coming next? That's how I always feel. And I, I like that also you're kind of uh, cursing when you, when, you, when you say this, what the hell is coming next? <laughs> <laughs> it's so exciting, but I mean, we're yeah, we're constantly drinking from the fire hose. There's so much information, and then you have to research that information. Can this really happen? How much is it going to cost to make it happen? Um, is it going to be stable enough? Like right now, we're just in a time of instability, and when we go to tell this story or make a commercial or whatever it has to be clean and it has to work well so we're going to be back in a moment um after this break but when we come back i want to talk about what's coming out of that fire hose um and maybe not not talk so much about um vr and ar just for a little bit but get into some of these other crazy things that are bubbling up or maybe how they all wine together since you really are looking at everything so um when we come back we're going to dig in more with ryan a bell and do, do you use the a like religiously is that like a thing for you i kind of have to <laughs> there's another ryan bell out there so <laughs> yeah well i'm the same i'm the same my- way Lori H. Schwartz is for a reason, my friend. Anyway, we'll be back in a moment to drink out of the fire hose with Ryan Abel, who's the director of digital strategy at Hydro Studios. So we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show.
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. And we're talking to Ryan A. Bell, who is the Director of Digital Strategy at Hydro Studios, a creative marketing agency and content studio. Um, and what I love about Ryan is that Ryan is Ryan is really sitting at the center of where technology and story intera- interact and intersect. And a lot of the folks that come on the show sit in the ecosystem and are also approaching tech and story as well. And everybody has different places, but you are really sitting where clients are coming to you and saying, this is the story we have to tell about our, our brand. What should we use? And so we were talking about the fire hose. So what, what's coming out of the fire hose right now? It seems like there's a huge interest in, um, well, I mean, I've got a huge interest in artificial intelligence in a major way. I've always enjoyed live streaming and I feel that live streaming is coming to this very adult time as well and we're working on a project with NASA uh, potentially which I'm excited about as well. Well, that's so cool. And so how, how um, you know, we hear AI a lot, artificial intelligence a lot. So how, how does, what does it mean to you, you know, exactly? And then how do you think most of your clients are, are going to be using it? Or do you have a sense of like what you think different business categories should do? Uh, you know, AI is such a big thing for customer service. You know, you, you look on Facebook and you see Messenger and everybody's Messenger says replies instantly or replies typically in two hours. If you can take that time down by having a very intelligent concierge or artificially intelligent, you know, bot doing that, then you're you're doing a good service for your client. You're you're taking so much of your time away from your your staff to where they can do other things. I, I think that's a big thing. But I'm really excited more about the future. Like, if you look up grief bots, there are these 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 bots that people make from all of the blogs and all of the texts that their deceased loved ones have made, and then you're able to basically replicate a conversation that you would have with somebody that you really miss. And I, I, I think that's amazing. Wow. We can all have our own 
replicates in a way. Um, and this is a very, very beginning of what the hell is about to happen. I, I think um, what blows me away about that, and I'm, I'm breaking my own rule, but I have seen a lot of VR experiences lately, especially for museums, where they have the actual artist, like a Monet, talking to you. So they take his physical image and they either put it on someone or they get an actor that looks like him and then they put them in, you know, volumetric video inside the VR experience and then through AI they're talking to you. Um, and it does give you pause about where that can go and it draws upon all the sort of negative utopias that we've all been terrified about but um, at the same time it opens up this wonderful door to how interesting our future could could be um, and I think I just recently heard um, Will I Am talking about AI um, and he said he, I know like Will I Am awesome. but He's but like but all over yeah, the place now. yeah, he's all over the place. But he has a um a company that is literally just focused on AI right now. I think it's I am plus. Um, and he was talking about someone asked, well, we're afraid that robots are going to come and take over, just like all the you know Matrix movies and everything, and um, Skynet. And he said, you know, we're the weirdos, we're the foreigners. AI is just a tool for us. So you should be afraid of us, not AI. <laughs> and I thought that was so so interesting. Like he spun the, the thing that makes people, people so scary. So um, I hear a lot about chatbots, and I think you were kind of talking about that, how now when you go onto a retail site, you're often chatting with a chatbot to solve a you know, a, a basketing or e-com problem. And some people like that and some people don't. Do you think chatbots are here to stay and will evolve further? Uh, completely. Let's look at your experience. My, my, my wife loves to go to Nordstrom and they have the, what's, what's the person that, that gives advice and helps you out uh, there at Nordstrom? What's that person called? Say it, say it one more time. The the Nordstrom like like person that helps you out when you go there to help you try oh, the, on stuff. Oh right, right. They're like the um the stylists. The stylists. Yeah, you're, uh, you're, you're, yeah. You're, you're stylists. So retail stores are kind of are, are having problems. Malls are closing and all that. So imagine a future where you're having a chatbot. Or let, let's not call it a chatbot because I think people are turned off or don't completely understand that this is something that is that could potentially learn your habits, learn your learn your likes, learn that you don't like floral, learn that you really look good in black even though you're a winter, you know stuff like that. So you have an experience with this chatbot or this concierge. I like to call them concierge because that's an easier way to do it. And you can do this from your phone, from your computer, and you can pick out clothing, and that is the next retail experience, especially if you mix this with a, a mirror of some sort that's able to overlay clothing so that you can try these things on. Look at Stitch Fix model, where they send you five or so uh, pieces of clothing per month. What if they're able to make smarter decisions and you're sending less back, buying more? 
That's right, right, huge, right. Huge, huge money. You know, it's so funny so. that you say that because I, I do switch fix, um, and I just put it on pause for a few months because. The last two boxes they sent me, I was like, you know, what are you cray cray? Like, did you look at my notes and, you know, are you responding to, because you can throw up a Pinterest board with uh, what you like. And I did that, you know, and um, they've been sending me like really crazy things like, you know, really warm wool sweaters heading into September. And I'm like, this would be great if I lived in New York, but I live in L.A. and in Sherman Oaks where I'm going to be basically breaking a sweat through November here, you know, um, cause it's kind of, um, it's kind of like living on the sun <laughs> through November in LA in Sherman Oaks. So I'm always like, do you know wh- where you're sending this package to, you know? So I, I do feel like it's missing some of that intelligence, you know, I, I, I think, I think there is, and, and there's so much room for disruption right now. There, there's, there's been so much disruption already. Look at the restaurant industry. Uh, one of my friends owns a restaurant that originally was nine, 90% uh, dine-in and 10% takeout, and now because of StubHub or uh, Grubhub and all these other places, it's 90% takeout and 10% dine-in. He's buying another restaurant that is basically just a kitchen. Oh, that is crazy you know? land. That's crazy and land. So, so we, we look at what Amazon is doing. We, we look at all these things. And, and my pet project right now is kind of the death project. I think that, the and this is morbid, but I think that we're completely wrong in the way that we handle death. And I think that that business, which is a $52 billion industry, uh, could, could be completely disrupted by doing it in a smarter way that makes people feel more connected and that's not just throwing people in the ground. Well, and you're, and you're talking a little bit about some of the stuff that you just talked about before, recreating a loved one or, or connecting back to the living to so they can extend the memory of the loved one? Right, and having like an online um, almost Chat. mausoleum or graveyard. Right, right. Uh, and there's a lot of people that are doing the um, green burials. You know, particularly me, I would like to just be cremated and be done with it, and that's that's all good. Throw throw me out in the ocean, I don't care. Uh, but I think that this whole ten thousand dollars for uh, a funeral and and burying a, a, a three thousand dollar casket in the ground from Walmart is just silly. But yeah, I, lo- that's I love not that. Why I'm on here? I just I just think it's it's just an interesting thing because we have to realize that. All of our industries are now in the midst of of a change because because of AI, because of chatbots and VR and AR and all these new solutions that are, to your point, disrupting what the model used to be. So here's the big question that comes up for everybody: is you know where is the money being made in all of this? Um, and um, I think in augmented reality, it's pretty clear that corporate is doing that. And I know you have some good examples of that. Um, but in all these other things, like are these money makers right now? Chatbots, yes, uh, because it doesn't take that much to make a chatbot. And brands are more willing to try that out because they can see an immediate payoff. 
And then if you're smart, you're able to build that chatbot smarter and smarter and smarter and make it prettier. You know, as a marketing company, that's one of our jobs is to put together the tech and then make it sensible and make it look good. So with chatbots, easy peasy. If you're looking at these other things like AR and VR, um, a lot of times people will be asking me to do something in VR. Um, for instance, I have a client that is uh, like a hardware store. I, I can't say the name of the, but it's a big hardware store and they wanted to do something where they're showcasing in, in VR. And I'm like, that is not the correct way to do it. We need to do this in AR. So we have to figure out how much money it's going to cost because making something in VR is very expensive if you're going to do it right. Right, but right, in right. AR, especially with the AR kit, I think that's I, I think that's a big thing. And then we'll have we had a client just recently that we were going to do a pretty transformative deal with, and then it ended up being a stop motion with Barbie dolls commercial. <sighs> I am not joking. Is it because they chickened out? What like what 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 was the reason for it ending in that direction? Because we had a better idea. The, the, <laughs> it's the idea. It's the idea that matters. And right. and I I don't. I wish I could tell you what it was, but we had all these funny ideas about about how to go with this, and they're like they're like this is amazing. Let's go this route. Because they loved the because story. It was, it was more the on brand with them. Right. It was the story that you were going for. And, you know, that and that to your point, this is so classical, too, of um, putting the platform ahead of the idea, which, you know, for years, I remember when I was running my lab for IPG that clients would come in and they would be so motivated by hype around a technology platform. And they would say, you have to build us an on demand cable channel, you know, because that was so hot, you know, 15 years ago. And we were like, we can build it, but nobody will go there, you know. Um, and what's so funny about that now is, you know, I just saw Conan O'Brien was just doing an event with Bob Newhart celebrating the 45th anniversary of the Bob Newhart show. And he joked that um, he used to know who all the, uh, what all the shows were and who, who were the actors and, you know, what was going on. And he said now people come up to him and say, oh, I've done 30 episodes already, and he's never heard of them because it's on some, like, weird network <laughs> that no one watches, but yet he's done 30 episodes. So so it, it is really true. We have to be careful about all that. All right, so we're going to be back in a moment. We have to take another break, um, moving away from Ryan Abel to talk more about digital strategy and new emerging platforms and technology. And maybe we'll talk about a few more uh, emerging platforms. And then I'd love to hear from you. What, what What's keeping you up at night? Like, what are you worried about with all this this crazy stuff? You know, are you worried that Martians are going to come and take us away? No, I'm worried that... All right, hold that thought. Become... Hold oh, that thought. Sorry. We're going to take a break, but I like ending on a good thought. Okay, we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Delightful Ryan A. Bell, who's the director of digital strategy at Hydro Studios, a content studio. And Ryan's really sitting at the center of a lot of new platforms and helping to tell stories with them. So I was just asking him, what keeps you up at night? Like, what are you afraid of with all this crazy new technology platforms and constant always being on and just the, the pace of all the madness that we're in right now? Not really knowing what's real. And I, I mean that in all the senses of the word. My, my real life is my family and being connected to my family and having time with them. And sometimes my buzzing phone or my desire to look on Twitter to see what's trending takes me away from that. And we're going to be more plugged in and more plugged in and more plugged in and more plugged in. And I don't want to get to a point where I'm worrying more about not being with my family in the way that I should be. Right, right, That's right. What I'm afraid of. I, I'm, a re- I'm afraid of that for a lot of people. I'm, I think that we all need to take these digital vacations where we are unplugged and we read a book that is made out of paper. Right. Do you do that? Do you read books made out of paper? I do. I've never been able to read a Ken- I've never been able to read on a Kindle or an iPad. I just I, I I've always had to have a book. You know, it's so funny. I can't either. I just don't like it. I've tried. I've tried so many times, and I have an iPad Mini that I love watching videos um, when I'm traveling. Um, that to me is like it's the greatest thing in the world. It's like having a TV set, you know, in your purse. Um, I know you don't carry a purse, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no. And I do. <laughs> I do like reading magazines on it, but I cannot read anything long. I, it doesn't feel right. I want that the touch and feel of a, of a book or something. I agree. Um, I had an idea for a an adult summer camp that was kind of like unplug and go and find yourself. And I got the digital assets for this, which is funny because, of course, I find I get a Twitter handle and all this stuff to to get something where you're away from digital, but I called it Camp Quarry. You can find it on Twitter. Um, I've not really done anything with it, but I really think that having this analog experience where you go and you go into the woods and you just paint or you draw or you go to the Joshua Tree. I went to Joshua Tree by myself a few weeks ago and it was wonderful. 
I, I, I know how we love Ted so much, but we need to take a break from it so that we can appreciate it and so that our minds can really decompress and understand where we're at because our minds haven't changed in the past few thousand years in, in many ways. And we're making so many fast decisions and it's just taxing and we need a break. We, and so that's, that's what I think. And I, I think it's going to get so much worse once we're wearing glasses, once we've got some kind of brain interfaces going on. It's just going to be just taxing. Brain interface. How do you see that happening? You see there being like some kind of creature that just lives on your head or something like I love that vision. <laughs> Is it more connected to like the Google Glass kind of idea? They are. They were showing one at uh, Seagraph in L.A. just last week. Um, but yeah, I did. See, I did us. see that. I did see that. Yeah. Explain what that is to people, because it is kind of interesting. So it's it's being able to, you know, use your thoughts to change into words directly with the computer, give directions to something. I mean, you can even control a drone with with a brain interface, which is. Which is wild. So, the keyboard that we're so accustomed to is going to change into something different in the future, where it's going to be very, very thought process, a lot of gaze based. So your eyes are going to take the place of the mouse. Uh, your hand and gestures are going to take the place of the mouse as well. And it's just going to be this this weird thing. And that also is such an interesting thought because. Nobody's really come up with that perfect way of doing this interface right right now, and so there's no standard. Right, right, right. I mean, it did look like a really uncomfortable, weird device <laughs> to wear in your head, and yeah, you know, there's there's a big bulbs on the back of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked it, it looked really wild looking. Yeah, really, really creepy. And Seagraph is a conference, and we had someone, um, we interviewed David Polenchak. I don't know if you know David, but he's, um, you know, another person like yourself that digs into the things, but um, definitely more on the, um, you know, nerdy professor side. And he was at Seagraph when we talked to him last week, filling us in on a lot of that crazy stuff. Also, where scent and um, motion and all these different things come into play with all that AI and brain scanning as well. So it's just like an explosion of tech. Well, what, what do you, um, what do you think is the biggest surprise for you right now with everything that's going on? Is there anything that surprises you or is it because you're looking at stuff all the time? You're not really surprised by anything anymore. I, I, I feel quite the opposite. I feel like I'm constantly surprised, but and I, I love where we're at because I feel like I'm in college again. I feel like I'm learning again um, in, 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 in such a very fast way. But what's surprising me most is the way that language seems to be changing. Right, and right. I, 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 I love language, and I study what language was and, and how we told stories and, and, and the click of everybody's speech. And, 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 and just, I, I was reading about what a high bun is, and I was so amazed at what a high bun is. And a high bun is this poem that describes a place or a thing very, very in depth, and then it ends with a haiku. 
you know, the 575 with this really pop of, a, of an amazing haiku. And I thought that was just really cool. Oh, that's cool. so and esoteric. Now, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I've always like the first the first times that I got published when I was younger were were haikus. So I've always loved haikus. So looking at a haibun, I, I was thinking about all these new things. And there's a there's an app called Hook or Hooked. I can't remember which, but it is horror stories told by text message with the timing, and you're seeing the bubbles come up. So you're watching a text message thread. Uh, that's fake, that's a horror story. And I was like, that's an amazing use of a way that we're all communicating now. Huh. And I mean, five years ago, I didn't use emojis at all. And now, um, the cringe emoji, I use it all the time. You know, the <laughs> emoji. You know, like, like you can tell if your friend, what your friends are by their most used emojis. Like, I like to look at people's emojis because that is how they're using a new different language. Right, 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 right. That's so interesting because, you know, you you know this, but in, in Asia, sending emojis and cartoons and stickers and all of that has been such a big part of the culture over the years. And, you know, when you're making a business meeting with someone, they send you emojis and stickers in your text message. And so it's it's actually business-centric there to do it. Like CEOs send you stickers, you know. So it's it's funny how things, when they finally do get here, how they evolve from, from when they come from China or somewhere else like that. Because um, I can't imagine any CMO or CEO in the U.S. sending emojis in a business environment. Can you? I think we're getting there. I think, <laughs> I, I, I think I think Zuckerberg doesn't care enough. I think Zuck would do it. Yeah. Do you are you on uh, last name uh, shortening uh, basis with him? Are you allowed to call him Zuck? Like you're you guys buddies and everything? <sighs> no, no. I, I don't. I don't. I I'm wondering if he's going to be president uh, in 2020 yeah. or what. Right. Right. Well, at least he'll have good hair, and I think that that will be important after what we've just been through. Now, <laughs> how do how do you um, keep up? Like, you know, you are drinking from that this fire hose. Or what, what do you read to to be smart? You know, is there stuff that you're reading that you know keeps you um, informed and everything? And are there shows that you have to go to and not miss? Uh, CES is kind of the standard for me because. I, I like to meet up with my friends there. I like to see what they're doing. Um, lucky for me, I, I have a lot of smart friends. I'm from a small town in Georgia, and I live in L.A. now. And so I think my best ability is my ability to become excited about things. And, so, uh, so that sort of southern, uh, you know, southern rearing mixed in with the madness has made you very calm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I mean, going from a a town that has like a few stoplights to living in L.A., (laughs) it's it's a huge difference. And I I think that's how we all feel in technology right now, especially if we're completely immersed in it. It's just there's so much. And so for me, I'm huge on Twitter. I love to see what's going on on the trending list. I'm looking at the articles there. Um, 
and then I, I've really done a good job at curating the content and, and telling Apple News what I like. So I'm able to look at Apple News and scroll through that and pick out a few articles. And so I, I'd say Twitter and Apple News, and then I have a few lists that I go to of people that I follow on Twitter, like Rick King and VR Scout, of course, and Hydro Studios, um, to see what my friends and the people in this area are talking about. So Twitter and Apple News, I'd say, are, are my two favorites. Oh, Apple News. Okay, I haven't actually looked at Apple News in a long time, but those are good. And so CES is something that you definitely go to. Obviously, Summit Live, um, which you're putting together. And when is the next Summit Live? Is there going to be another one? Is it coming up soon? It should be February 2018. We, um, we've been looking at places to to host it last year. Or, I mean, actually, I should say this year it was at... Um, we had one location at the theater at Ace Hotel, and then the Millennium Biltmore, both here in L.A. So, oh, fun, um, fun! I, yeah. I did go. I, I did go. We didn't know each other yet, but um, I, but I was there um, oh, for cool. a little piece of it. Yeah, and I actually sat next to um, a uh, FBI guy who was involved, who spoke on one of your panels about uh, tra- tracking child, uh, you know, oh, what do you call it? Erase child trafficking. Yeah, I'm on the board for erase child trafficking. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I ended up sitting next to him. He was the loveliest guy. Um, and and after we got done talking about child trafficking, we talked about his love life. Um, just because that's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> this like major FBI guy. We happened to go to the same lunch place near near the Biltmore, and uh, and I end up you know giving him advice on his love life. But anyway, all right, we're going to be back in a moment. We're taking another break, and when we come back, I want to hear about all the things coming up because besides Summit Live, I know you have a lot of really interesting things bubbling up to share with everybody. So we'll be back in a moment with Ryan A. Bell, who is the Director of Digital Strategy at Hydro Studios, really sitting at the center of technology and storytelling. We'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. And we're back with Ryan Abel, who I'm actually calling the transformative tech man. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> but um, Ryan is really, again, head of digital strategy at Hydro Studios and really looking at a number of non-traditional um, media platforms to help tell stories for his client. And so I, I know you have a lot of different, you have your hands in a lot of different things. So t- t- share with us some of the upcoming things. We just talked about Summit Live um, happening again uh, potentially in February, and then what? What else do you have coming up? Any articles coming out in VR Scout? Um, anything interesting that we can look out for from Hydro Studios? Um, actually, at Hydro Studios, we'll be putting we're putting together an event right now. It's um, art meets tech, so interactive art, and nice. we'll have some art. Yeah, so I'm I'm super excited about that because, like, that's my background. That's my my love, my passion. Uh, and we're talking to some places around here, uh, some of the museums around here, to partner and do something with as well. But uh, follow us at Hydro Studios, and we'll have an update within the next few weeks about our first party. We will only be able to have about 70 people, but we'll be doing some special broadcasting um, about the event, and, and that, that should be pretty exciting. Wow, um, I uh, I do know someone who you know works and creates event stuff uh, for a living, so I'll, I'll introduce you to her. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, um, <coughs> was, that was me, folks. That's what I do at StoryTech. Anyway, um, let's get back to also more of the different um, Twitter handles that you're kind of managing because I know you tweet a lot um, and are really connected. So, so what's your what's Ryan's Twitter handle? I'm at Ryan underscore A underscore Bell. I use it as my signature. It's way too long, but uh, I'm pretty active on Twitter. You probably don't want to follow me if you're a huge Trump supporter. Uh, Just a fair warning. Um, But I tweet a lot about AI. I tweet a lot about AR. I tweet a lot about marketing, branding, that type of thing. Um, and how much, when you say you tweet a lot, so what is a lot in your mind? You know, are you, is it like five tweets a day? Is it more than that? And, you know, is, is Twitter still a viable platform to play with? I am so manic when it comes to Twitter. It could be, you know, very few tweets per day all the way up to 20 per day. It just depends uh, on, on what's going on. And if I'm at an event or something and amplifying an event, uh, I, I like to use it a lot. So that's have, still a viable one? Yeah. I have like 50, somewhere close to 50,000 followers. I'm verified because I am a um, community manager at Twitter. I think it's a valuable um, platform. I wish it was doing better. I wish they would flush out some of the old-ass handles because there's just so much detritus there that doesn't mean anything. Um, but there's not another platform that you can reach a global audience. You know, with Facebook, you're usually just reaching your own little echo chamber every time you tweet, and the same 10 people or so will like your stuff. With Twitter, you have the opportunity to be seen in front of 
everybody in the entire world. I mean, sometimes look at these things that are trending. Look at something that's been retweeted 400 times, and you'll see that that person only has 400 followers. Right, right, that, right, right. <laughs> that's, that that amazes stats. me. So I, I think yeah. Twitter has a lot of potential, but I, I, I think that they're just kind of in a in a weak place. Well, I always feel like if um, is it Evan Williams? If he was maybe only running one major disruptor company at a time, because isn't he also running Square? Am I getting that right? Yeah, and Medium. It's yeah, and Medium still so. running. Yeah. So He's maybe so he should... damn smart, and yeah. so is Jack. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like they come in, they do some whirlwind stuff, and then they leave it for a while. And, yeah, um, and that's, it's, uh, so it's Evan Williams, Jack Dorsey, and they're, they're sort of the team behind all of these fabulous platforms, but technically they're running all of them, which I just think is cray-cray, you know? I, I agree, and maybe it goes back to the conversation about language. 140 characters of traditional language is the constraints that Twitter basically is based upon. Now it's getting better because we can do video and all this stuff, but it just doesn't seem to be natural. And a lot of people still only see Twitter as just 140 characters. Right, right, right. People haven't been back in years, you know, because... They found other platforms, and they don't want to be on a million platforms. For me, I, I, I hate to say it, but sometimes I'd really love it to just have one platform and not have to worry about putting content on a million things. Right, right, right. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, and you, you do tweet really interesting stuff because I, I, I do get your stuff, and I, and I like it because it is instant keeping up with everything and that's really important now in terms of LinkedIn and Facebook um, are you are you creating content there as well yeah on both um, I, I like LinkedIn and LinkedIn is so good for business and to understand what where other people are in their business and how to how to work with them I get a lot of I get a lot of um, business from from LinkedIn Facebook I, I try to make that more about family and opinions and stuff like that. It's more for me, and Snapchat even more so. Um, I, I really started to flush out and unfollow a lot of people on some of these platforms because I don't want to be an influencer. At one point in time, I was considered an influencer, and maybe I still am, but I don't consider myself an influencer. I have no desire to be that. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Uh, it's funny because um, definitely, you know, there's a lot of pushback. Influencers want to be called creators, not influencers. Influencer is the monetization of their creativity, and so they don't want to be referred to about that. But that is it's, it is a heavy burden. It's a, a heavy burden yeah. to carry. And it has such a short lifespan uh, for yeah. for influencers, and then you see you know, something sad happened with somebody that you used to follow as an influencer and they have like 100,000 plus followers on whatever platform and then it's just crickets whenever they do something. And where are you, um, we have to um, sign off soon, but where's the next thing that we can maybe hear you speak or see you do something? Even just eat a, eat a sandwich. You know, where can we see you, Ryan Abel, eat a sandwich? <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what? Um, 
I've, I've put together a little podcast that I, I'm just, it's a microplot podcast. It's like five minutes long. It's called Jortly. And it's just silliness. It's whatever. But follow me on Twitter and you'll see my stuff. But I, I don't know that I've got any speaking engagements coming up. I, I just had a, a whole barrage of them and I don't really want to do any more traveling because I've got two little ones. Um, so just follow me on Twitter and you'll find me there and you'll see what all my silliness is. Fantastic. Well, we have been talking to Ryan Abel, who is uh, Director of Digital Strategy at Hydro Studios, which is a creative marketing agency and content studio, and really getting a sense of how do you exist in this crazy world where new platforms are being born all the time and what do you choose and how do you move through it and and literally Ryan I think you came out at the top really saying that storytelling beats any platform choice and that that's the second decision right not the first um, so we love hearing that yeah and we love hearing that and, and definitely um, I hope everyone in the uh, in the audience definitely follows Ryan and all of his various travails and social media platforms um so a- any um just on the final note um any anybody like what who is your your favorite twitter follower to follow mm, i really like uh rick king and uh rob crasco um they're two of my favorites so if you look up at roblem vr uh he's usually really good at uh connecting and VR Scouts a really good one and uh, Hydro Studios of course. We just got that perfect Twitter handle instead of our old one which was Hydro Social. We got Hydro Studios. So follow us there and you'll see some good stuff from us and from me. All right, fantastic. All right, well we are signing off on the Tech Cat show again having so much fun with Ryan talking about future of many different categories and um, we are honored to have gotten to talk to you today and uh, we'll be back next week with uh, you know someone else I don't know who it's going to be it's a mystery but it'll be it'll be somebody fabulous thanks for joining thanks us for today on. You're the best. thanks Lori bye everybody Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 